What's up? Hey. This is um, a new episode of Nerd Variety Podcast. Thank you Woo-hoo. for joining us all. You're welcome. I am. Yeah, you are welcome. I I'm okay. joining you. Okay, okay. I'm here too. Yes, yes. I'm uh, I'm Josh, and I'm joined by Hunter. Hi, Josh. The, I'm joined by Hunter the Ruthless Rafferty. That's what they call me. Yeah, he's he's all out of Ruth. I've never no, told you that. I, I have no Ruth. No more Ruth. No, no, he doesn't. And Hannah, the Highlander Hogan. I don't know what that means. There can be like only one. There can be only one, well, there though. Can be, there can be only one. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. As, long, as far as we know, there's only one of her. As far as we know. Yeah. My secret. We're not, con- we're not uh, counting the multiverse, though. Mm, yeah, that would complicate things. Yeah, yeah. maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, but yes, this is a new episode, and we nerds all enjoy, you know, reading and watching and about some characters doing outlandish feats of strength and intelligence. Um, everyone wants to see their favorite you know, characters win or no matter what, but is is hunting the sun a little extreme? I mean. How do y'all feel about that? I mean, I do that on a regular basis. So uh, it depends. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I know. I know Hunter. <laughs> Hunter said he hasn't been outside today, so I. I you know. <laughs> I thought about it. I looked outside. I was outside in a video game. That counts for something. Okay, but you just decided not to go out. Maybe pop the sun if you could. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not but today. I mean. But so you guys don't think that's extreme at all? That's a little overpowered if you can, you know, punt the sun like a beach ball. No. I, okay. Well, I, I but understand care, why you would want to do that. Who does that? I mean, well, I mean, I don't know anyone in particular, but you, if you can, then you might be overpowered. And mm-hmm. we see, we yeah, and and especially in, um, in older, you know, forms of entertainment, and a lot more so, more, a lot so more so in newer ones. We see that, you know, very predominantly. Um, but do we like overpower characters? It depends. It depends. Depends. <laughs> so, I mean, what's your what's your argument about it, Josh? Uh, I mean, it does fuel the fantasy, um, sci-fi genre to have a character that can do go above and beyond to you know, save everyone or do the thing or, you know, fix the problem. So, so when I say it depends, I feel like it mostly depends on the, um, the medium that we're looking at. So, I mean, if you're going to compare something like a classic superhero show, something like Superman or, or Batman, then you're wanting more grounded, realistic characters, especially Batman, right? You're like, mm-hmm. he needs to, like, be in, like, he's just a normal human, technically. Like, he needs to be within the realm mm-hmm. of possibility. But if you're watching anime, that's that's different. Because anime right. is just already over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I would yeah. say it depends also on just really just how it's presented, I guess, because in, like, uh, 
I immediately blanked on the word as soon as I wanted to say it. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, all that stuff. You know, it gets ridiculous. It gets to a point where it's like, this person's super overpowered, but this person's even more overpowered, and then this person's even stronger than them, and then it keeps going. It's like, okay. Yeah. This person was supposed to be like the ultimate overpowered person, and now you're saying this person's even more overpowered? So... Mm-hmm. What's going it kind of gives yeah. the impression that like there was a story and like here are the stakes and then the story became popular and they're like okay well we need to keep it going so more stakes uh, more more stakes, stakes more dramatic yeah. harder villains yeah. and they just like go on and on yeah. forever yeah this is the same show like hunter dragon ball that started out dragon ball z especially that started out with a character that the first villain was someone who could destroy a planet with by with a with a finger gun and then moved on to uh, I, don't, I don't even know someone that could destroy a whole solar system by like the end of the second quote unquote second uh, third season yeah 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 and then they also had a concept of then they also have a concept of power levels and uh, I don't know what whatever happened to that uh, they just as as Hannah said, I blanked on your name for a second, Hannah. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, they kept going and they just kept having to raise the stakes and it was just like, yeah, okay. And I, I feel like it can be done really well. I can't, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Um, but I feel like there are times that you have an overpowered character and they just have to face like a batter and batter and a worse and worse villain who's stronger and stronger but then i feel like there's also times where it's like they're super powerful but they they need to defeat the villain in like a specific way where their power mm-hmm. is not necessarily helpful yeah and i think if you take right. it that route you've turned this sort of trope into something that actually becomes really interesting and compelling yeah right. and you know i i do think that's something and i can even just use continue to use like dragon ball as an example actually as an example of how not to do it and how better to do it uh, and that's just the simple comparison of uh, like dragon ball gt to dragon ball super in uh, gt you know it was that he got like he, there was super saiyan one and then super saiyan two super saiyan three and then gt he got super saiyan four and then it just like kept getting ridiculous and then in super so it was just like in that they just basically kept increasing his power level and so on and so forth but then in super it got to a point where it was less about just increasing power level and more about learning different techniques and then there was uh the like the big form that he got at the end near the end of it where it was uh was it ultimate or uh, ultra, ultra ultra instinct was ultra, at the very, the very end yeah. yeah and so that was one where it wasn't so much a greater power level but it was just like a different state of being i guess for him where he mm-hmm. like his body would just kind of move and react on its own so it, it did have like a, a level of risk to it and it was kind of tough to get to that for him to get to that point and you know again it was more reactionary instead of uh based solely on power yeah. And I think that was, again, right there, you just have a way to do it and then a way not to do it. You don't just keep yeah. increasing power levels. You make it something where like you different. have to kind of earn it. 
Yeah. Or you have to, the character has to kind of learn something or maybe lose a couple times before they can, you know, realize, okay, this is how I do it. This is what I was, I wasn't doing right the first time. And even with um, Dragon Ball, there was a, I've been watching that and watching the movie that came out uh, with Bro, the new Broly movie. It was learning, also learning with Goku and Vegeta, both of them trying to overpower the other, but it was one thing about them learning to work together to, to fight someone instead of just, you know, both of them trying to get to strongest power level they could. They could. Yeah. 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 A lot of lessons to, it's, it's usually a learning lesson, but sometimes it's good to also good to just have, you know, a character that that's has this power level for a reason. So you can do all these like crazy things like, I, oh, I, yeah. Go ahead, Hannah. I was gonna say, I also think about um, Avatar in terms of like when the Avatar, clearly the most powerful being, uh, when he enters the Avatar state or she, um, it's essentially this, I guess you could sort of call it like a, uh, I don't know, kind of like a sacrifice. Like they, they have this like amazing attack power, but all of a sudden their defense goes down really low and it's like you yeah. can seriously, like that's kind of the time where they're the most vulnerable. And so you're seeing sort of this dichotomy of like gaining all of this power and being really like can destroy an army in seconds, but one well aimed lightning blast and you're you're done. Yeah. Um, so I think it's also an interesting way to sort of keep things in balance and make it so it's not just kind of this destruction, like yeah. nothing can beat this guy kind of thing. It's a nice way to sort of even the playing field, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, for that for that form, it's, it's yeah, you're right. Like attack increases by by two, or you know, fifty percent, but your defense is lower by fifty percent. And then you, you know, you also lose control if you if you don't have control already. If you right. didn't master it already. Right. Yeah. So I think just just here we actually in my in my mind kind of established a good idea of what is or how overpowering works well and how it doesn't work well. So like when, you know, we were saying it depends, I think that is kind of how it depends, you know, on if it's done in a way that makes sense and, you know, like someone can be overpowered, but they still have flaws. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, um, a really super powerful character who's also prideful is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Overconfident. A lot of anime characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and again, versus like it done poorly, being again, they're like someone's just getting more powerful just for the sake of being more powerful, and like nothing can really. Stop I feel them. like when yeah, when yeah. that happens, I feel like it it runs the risk of being just kind of ridiculous and also mm-hmm. repetitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas giving a little bit more dynamic to the character keeps it fresh and interesting. And I did want to ask you guys because I don't know as much about this as I think you guys do, but I want to know about One Punch Man. Because <laughs> isn't he, uh, like, the, the... Do you guys know anything about him? Yeah, I've watched the first season. I okay. watched the first season all the way. Uh, I was, like, watching... I watched the first few episodes of the second season. But he is this guy who uh, wanted to be a hero, and mm-hmm. he decided to com- com- uh, commit to a regimen of 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, um, mm-hmm. run 10 miles a day, no air conditioning. There's some other stuff involved there, but he does it every day, and he ends up, you know, like, you know, you know, feels like he's he feels like he's destroying his body in the process, but he and in the process he loses his hair. I think somehow gains while training doing this training somehow gains like just like godlike level of strength 
speed right. and ability to punch anything out and with kill anything with one punch. And well, and so that's he, why that's why I ask because I feel like when you say overpowered characters, he's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but he, like, yeah. how do they keep the show fresh? It's it's more of like he. He he comes he comes in he does, he's he's a hero but he's also very he's also kind of socially inept he's mm. you know he he wants to be known for being a hero but people don't really take him seriously <laughs> uh, they think some some I think uh, uh, in some episodes I, I thought he was cheating uh, and he was taking credit for other character other heroes' work uh. um, but you know when the city's being destroyed by a like some kind of kaiju or titan he can. And he's aware of it. He can walk up, walk in there, and destroy it with one punch and save everybody. But also, but he's also surrounded by other by other characters that are other heroes that are like higher ranked. But you know they're just not they're not on his level. And you can see how they kind of respond to him and how like. So it seems like it's less about kind of on heroes. It's less about like the fight scenes because it doesn't sound like there are much of fight scenes at all. But more about like social interactions between people. Well, it's, I mean, there are some fight scenes, though, because you'll have the other heroes that right. will fight, uh, sure. or, and maybe not, not succeed as much. But and the thing that makes the character interesting. Yeah. It's his person, it's his personality, and the fact that it's kind of making fun of the, oh, the hero just always wins in the end trope, where mm-hmm. he does win, but he, you know, he, he also, you also see him kind of craving, like, an actual, like, fight. Gotcha. Uh, and actually feel like he's actually, he's actually has to work for it, because right now he's just, you know, punched flick I, I won and, mm-hmm. and he's also he also has bad luck as a like a, as a normal person he you know had he loses his hair he wants to you know do this and that but he always misses the appointment or misses the sale or something like that <laughs> that's funny yeah so it's it's a different way of writing an overpower character and just make kind of making fun of the genre um but uh we we've so we mentioned some good examples of characters um we mentioned, of course, like DC comic characters, like you know, Superman, Wonder Superman, Woman, for sure. Black, yeah, Flash. Um, uh, and I can, and let's see, anime protagonists like you know, uh, One Punch Man, Fist of the North Star, Kinshiro, um, Dragon Ball characters. Any others that you guys are that come to mind as we think overpowered um, for anime? I, or? Yeah, anime. Gonna, yeah. Oh, an anime specifically? Yeah, anime specifically. Yeah. Um, the one other thing that I think about is, um, and I, I feel like there's a lot of different animes to do this, but the one I think of is fairy tale where Mm -hmm. they have these characters and, and it's just, they're not necessarily overpowered, but they kind of are, but it's this idea of like, oh no, I've been beaten down and and I'm hurting and I'm losing, but the power of friendship. (laughs) And then they come back and they're even stronger than ever. And, and I feel like that kind of plays into that overpowered. It's like, they just never lose because my friends believe in me. And it's like, okay. I mean, yeah, I love the show, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Yeah, it's no kind on, of ridiculous. No hate on the show. And I I, uh, I told Todd Haberkorn I'd try to watch it when I saw him at uh, mm-hmm. Comic-Con last year, but I, was, I yeah. still haven't gotten around to it just because of of, the, of that trope. <laughs> yeah. And again, I feel like it, it that happens sometimes and definitely in like big boss battles that happens, but I feel like a lot of the time the characters do have to be a little bit more clever. Um mm-hmm. and they the villains that they face are are different. Um yeah. but but it is a lot of like Natsu specifically being like yeah. 
I can't beat this guy. And they're like, but we believe in you. And he's like, okay, then I can beat him. And you're like, all right, yeah, you, you yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah, anime protagonists are usually somehow some if they're not immediately overpowered, they end up being overpowered by this end of the, yeah. the season. The power of friendship. Yeah, sorry. I just it makes me think of uh, again it will really Dragon Ball Z abridged with um. Okay, how about we just punch him harder? Okay, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something Crazy wrong idea. with Let's that. See what there's nothing wrong with that trope. If, yeah, yeah. And, and if you are watching a show that it works for, then that's fine. But again, yeah. with something more serious, like if you were watching DC Comics and Superman was like, he was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't beat this guy. But my friends believe in me. You'd be like, what is happening? No, Superman yeah, pretty much yeah. can beat anyone <laughs> he because can. he has all the powers. A lot of it's just him forgetting that, remembering like, oh, I'm not, wait, I'm not human. I can actually do this uh, i need to stop holding back and i feel like i've seen just, things where superman like has legitimately struggled yeah it's and that's with him being ridden inconsistently really? over the past 80 something years <laughs> i mean i think that it actually is a better story for him to struggle like you don't want to make it yeah, and, yeah. and i guess that plays into the whole overpowered character thing is you don't want to be too easy and i think especially when you have a character who's supposed to be like invincible all-powerful all of this stuff for him to like legitimately have trouble with someone um yeah. is is a good way to to write a story as long as you're not doing that whole thing where it's like you know we're just dealing with batter and batter villains all the time yeah um, yeah and with him know. and yeah, and with him specifically it's um it's yeah him throwing off his human remembering he's human but and then doing the thing to save the day but I think, you know, with him, if you want to keep it consistent, just remember that, you know, he's got these, if you try to limit him to these specific, you know, character mm. uh, power traits and then keep the story rolling. And that way you could, right. you know, of course, he'll have he'll have things where he can win easily, but some things he'll actually have to have people helping him right. out with. Well, and yeah. I, I especially think it, it, I don't know if this is a thing, but I feel like you know, maybe if he's able to beat any villain, then that's one thing, but maybe like, he has to, you know, prevent a natural disaster or something, or, like, there are bigger things other than just villains that maybe would be a compelling, like, yeah, you could beat anybody you want, but, like, this is a way bigger problem than that. Usually that ends up being, yeah, usually ends up being, like, a psychological thing, like, I won, but but all these people were killed, or I a right. lot. I uh, had to cross a line, or you know, mm-hmm. we we didn't. Um, you know, someone had someone had to pay a price. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I think there are uh, interesting ways to write it, so it's not. You know, yeah. He just beats up everybody all the time. Yeah. What about characters that can heal from anything? Uh, I was gonna say Wolverine is. Wolverine. No, I was gonna Deadpool. say Deadpool. And oh, Wolverine yeah. and Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wolverine is definitely like one of the first ones I think of. Um, especially in the, I hate to mention it, um, Last Stand. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. Um, it, yeah, it had. It wasn't no X two. No, it wasn't no X one or X two. It was no. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's down there. Um, <laughs> but the scene, like he's the only one essentially who can stop Jean Grey from destroying everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is definitely shows how how powerful he is, and he's like. Yeah. I'm I'm confused, honestly, about how old he's supposed to be. There's been so many origin stories, but it um, seems like he's pretty old. I think he's he been around a long time. 
Well, if we're taking X-Men Origins uh, into account, I think he was in, like, born yeah. in, like, 1880s something. Yeah, yeah the, late, the late, he's, yeah, the late 1800s. Because I read the, I read the, um, the, the one that the comic's based off of, and it's, it had him in the 1800s, and it's just him losing his memory is why he can only remember, you know, like, the last, like, 20, 30, maybe 20-ish years of his life. Right. Yeah. And then he kind of, but then he, I think, with some help from Xavier, he does remember more. Right. Um, but they, but I think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Wolverine yeah. and yep, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Sorry, I literally like my brain just stopped working because I took a sip of my drink and got like carbonation all up in my nose and almost started crying. So, are you drinking a soda? <laughs> no, it's just a carbonated water, but I was just uh-huh. like, had to like reorient myself for a second. So, <laughs> sorry if I just started not making sense. Dang it, I had an opp- you you ruined my opportunity to bash sodas. Oh well. You can still we can still bash sodas. Bash sodas. Water. They're bad. They're bad for you. Don't drink it's them. Tasty. And they destroy your brain. Yes, this is your brain. This is well, your brain. Well, everything destroys your brain. So. Yes. Maybe. Except was, listening uh, to us. Listening to us actually rebuilds your brain. It actually fixes does. Your brain. I guess as yeah. a teacher, I shouldn't say everything destroys your brain. But no, I yeah. was like talking to my husband, and they're like, "Oh, such and such a thing causes cancer." And I'm like, ev- "Everything causes cancer. Like a lot just, of things. Will, a lot of things will cause like, cancer. <laughs> like bananas have a small amount of radiation. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> we're in. Anyway. We're, 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 this is post nuclear age. We, radiation's everywhere. Yeah, all, all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of radiation, uh, the Hulk uh, is another. Like, yeah. Oh, I'll just get. Way to bring it back, Josh. You're welcome. You're welcome. It it was natural. Radiation. Yeah. Hulk. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna get angrier and get stronger. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's always been my defense or argument for why the Hulk is the strongest, like, uh, comic book character or anything. Because like he he just keeps getting stronger the the angrier he gets. Yeah. And he can't really. Can he be killed? I don't remember. I think no, because there's that really like heart wrenching scene. Like, not Bruce, Bruce Banner. Wayne. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Bruce Banner can be killed. Right, but yes. there's that really heart wrenching scene. I don't remember what movie it's in, but they're they're trying to get the get the gang back together, if you will. And he he mentions that like he. You're talking about Avengers. One of them, yeah. It was the first um, Avengers. I don't know, um, but little bit of a trigger warning here he talks about like trying to kill himself and the hulk literally won't let him yeah um, yeah that was the first avengers that was actually the first uh, time you see uh that guy i'm blanking on his name i'm blanking on um, everything mark ruffalo, ruffalo yeah, yeah mark ruffalo that was the first time mark ruffalo came in yeah. as, uh, but i just remember watching that scene and like i feel like everyone's yeah. heart just dropped when well, there- he said that it's like oh. yeah that, and, that, and that was actually a, a deleted scene from the incredible hulk um, cause he goes and cause he goes to like the, like the Arctic or the, like really like, up in Alaska somewhere, somewhere where it's icy and cold and remote and he has, has a gun and he's about to, you know, do it. But then he gets, he gets, you know, stressed out and the Hulk pops up and, you know, crushes the gun. Yeah. yeah. That definitely seems like at the very least he's very hard to kill. Yeah. It's more yeah. of like a curse than a, that, yeah. that much power is more of a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we also have. He's kind of DC Comics, but Doctor Manhattan uh, as an overpowered. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Manhattan, definitely. Yeah, he's surrounded by 
Mostly naked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Blue Man he's, Group. He's, yeah. yeah, he's the honorary member of the Blue Man Group. That doesn't help. <laughs> no, not really. That part's a lie. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely overpowered. Uh, and But, I mean, he has also done well, I think, in uh, the, co- or the, the graphic novel and everything, you know, where... Mm-hmm. Because he he does have a weakness but like i don't think he's usually he's really aware of it but adrian is and he knows how to exploit it yeah and he ends up you know he ends up basically defeating dr manhattan essentially if you could call it temporarily yeah Yeah. he's Um, able to get away with his plan by exploiting dr manhattan's manhattan's weakness to an ex- well, and yeah, to an extent, he kind of stalls him out for with, with by by doing that. Yeah. But then he also um, is able to you know use use what his where his power came from to to cause to cause like gaps where he can't th- cause gaps where in his view because he mm-hmm. can see past, present, and future. But if you use the quantum energy or you know some kind of intrinsic field thing, you can keep him from seeing what's going on. Um, but it's all. But the big thing with him is that he's kind of lost his humanity because he's so powerful. This is the same. This is the guy that, and we're, we're going to defeats here in a, uh, in a little bit. But can you know walk on Mars and create you know structures and buildings? He talked about creating life in another galaxy. So that's how uh, far beyond he's gone. But he just loses that humanity. And he kind of forgets how to relate to people, understand you know the important things. Yeah. I think it's uh, interesting that we mentioned Wolverine, but we didn't actually mention Jean Grey slash the Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she, I mean, literally, Wolverine was the only person who could take her down. Yeah. yeah. Um, because she can literally, she just, like, think you into <laughs> into dust. She doesn't even have to snap. She just thinks about it, and you, you're dead. Yeah. Um, she's definitely up there. Yeah. And she she's also one of those characters that loses her the here loses her here her humanity and her here and now because her you know she's with this with that cosmic power you just don't mm-hmm. think about you know my my nice my human friends and their problems and you know yeah 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 we all we Which, all understand <laughs> I mean I think makes her has made her I don't know if it's that specifically but it's kind of made her uh, difficult to to write in movies to translate movies mm-hmm. uh i mean obviously we you know we've seen uh, last stand and uh, dark phoenix and none of those neither of those really did a great job with her yeah yeah and i'm I... i'm wondering if that's just why you know it's i don't know maybe because it's hard to really show how powerful she is like that yeah and they always have to like bring her the good side or back to humanity some way yeah figure out how to correct that power for to handle whatever's going on at the moment in the right way instead of her, her just you know destroying everything yeah yeah uh let's see those are some comic book characters um, i have actually i have another comic book character another one. Uh, or i mean if we want to if we want to move on i can talk about it if we get to video games at some point as well it works for both yeah, well, I, well, we can. Uh, I had uh, horror monsters uh, as one, and we can kind of go video games after that. But just horror monsters in general, the the person, the serial killer, the monster is always happens to be one step ahead of the 
of the people that are trying to survive. Somehow they're all there's some they're they're let they're stuck they're they're giving people that are so easy to kill and so and make really dumb decisions. Um, and they have like inhuman stamina after getting shot, stabbed, and set on fire. Um, yeah. I know the Friday the Thirteenth game has Jason doing his. I think uh, it's like it has he. They gave him. They, they specifically gave him an ability called tra- teleportation, so mm-hmm. he could you just find wherever his wherever the people his victims were and just show up and and kill them. Yeah, yeah. You show up behind them and you just can yeah. grab them and like beat them to death, stab them, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm safe now. Nope. Yeah. He, he was one I was definitely going to bring up because he just like doesn't die. Like how many yeah. Friday the 13th movies were there? I, I don't I mean, even know. I, yeah. Is he, is he like, a, is he like a zombie? I don't, I don't know I mean, much about like what happened, what, how he became like Jason, Jason. I don't remember exactly. I've seen like the first three, maybe the first four, but I, I don't remember. I know he's not really in the first one very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, he's mentioned it and he comes in at the very end. But uh, yeah, he, he kind of, because like he drowned as a kid and then mm-hmm. like comes back somehow. Again, how he comes back, I don't remember. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, had, you guys had any more video game uh, characters to mention? Uh, so for me, obviously this is in my mind because I just played it recently, uh, but The Darkness from The Darkness, mm. <laughs> and, which again was also a comic comic book series. Mm, I haven't read much of the comic books because it's kind of tough to get into, but the the games I love, especially the first one, and it's basically the, the darkness is like... A, super powerful entity that was basically the first thing in existence you know that's that's the idea of it uh there's the darkness and actually they do a fun little intro kind of recap in uh the second one it's like you know in the beginning there was nothing there like literally there was just the darkness and then god said let there be let there be light and then there was light and the darkness didn't like that because it wanted to be the only thing so there's all this Hmm. and it is it's really cool. It basically has to attach itself to a host to live, a human host. And that's how it ends up doing all its stuff. In the, the series, you play as uh, Jackie Estacado, who's the, the host at, the, at that point. And he's, uh, he's part of the, uh, like a, the mafia or something. And so he's perfect, you know, he helps feed the darkness basically by killing a bunch of people. And that's exactly what it wants because it feeds off of that and also gives him essentially unlimited strength. And, but again, he, he, the darkness tries its best to control its host and uh, actually prefers it, but it can have some trouble from time to time. So it kind of has to do its own thing. But like you see these two heads usually that kind of are interacting they can do like anything they can open up like a little black hole that does basically what black holes do except i don't think it sends anything anywhere i think it just like sucks the life out of people yeah um it can it rips people to shreds super easily it 
where it can like charge guns with like darkness energy and uh, it just it does all this crazy stuff and you can summon darklings which are like minions of the dark and it's it, it can heal jackie it essentially can stop him from dying uh, but you know it, it's interesting because of course it uh doesn't like the light it actually can't really survive in the light naturally so, so it has a, a so it has kind of a, a drawback it's like you can do all these things and it's kind of well ranged but it just you know light yeah <laughs> the simple like is the achilles heel yeah so like you you go around having to take out all the lights and everything and then there are a few sequences where you see it just like has full control and there's like an eclipse near the end of the first game and so there's like no light and it's out in there and it just like gets massive and just like destroys everything so easily and it's just wonderful so it it can be like super overpowered yeah. but again it, it is balanced out pretty well with a with a nice weakness yeah, to where it's rewarding to be like, okay, I, I took out all the lights so I could do the thing and you know, destroy yeah. everything and win. Yeah. So that's uh, that was kind of like a, some, a lot of examples of overpowered characters. Uh, so what are some of the most impressive things you've seen a character do? Like just outlandish physics breaking things. Uh, Hannah? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think about in terms of physics breaking. Um, I think about the Flash. Um, yeah. Just because, like, as someone who has studied physics, I'm well aware of like that whole um, how important speed is in, uh, like, how much force is behind something that's moving really quickly. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, if he could move faster than the speed of sound, like, he should be able to essentially be one punch man, right? And just knock yeah. anybody out or kill yeah. them with a single punch moving fast enough, right? Yeah. Um, and I've seen iterations of his characters where he can, like, move his molecules fast enough to, like, go through walls yeah. and things like that. And it's like, that, that to me is kind of, like, ridiculous, but I love it. Yeah, a yeah. uh, time where he saves like a, there's a there's a comic strip where he saves everyone in a a city um, mm -hmm. before an atomic bomb can detonate. He gets every single person out of that city and somewhere where they can't, <laughs> where where the where the the, radi the radiation wasn't will have any effect or they won't be affected by the by the shockwave or the radiation or the heat. Um, yeah, he's done a lot of just. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly can actually travel, or can can travel, has traveled faster than the speed of light. I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has, but it's weird. Well, because I'm pretty sure you always see him and the light and everything, so. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and the speed of light is just a weird physics topic as well, because if you're traveling mm -hmm. the speed of light, all things that are also traveling at the speed of light still look like they're traveling at the speed of light it's a thing yeah. yeah so that's that gets weird <laughs> yeah well i was also really quick gonna i i don't i can't speak too much on it because it i've not played this game or anything i've seen some stuff on it but um if any of you are familiar with uh, asura's wrath the the game 
basically this guy is it's like super anime basically i don't know if it's actually based on i think it's just a game but you know he's got like six arms or something i think i don't know and there's like this massive i guess he's like a god or something and he's like the size of a planet or more and he like puts his finger down to like destroy the planet and the just like punches him punches his finger and like he does it so hard that it i think shatters or destroys this guy that's like bigger than a planet destroys the whole that whole his that entity that person yeah i I, as far as i know yeah it's ridiculous you can look up you can look up a video i'm sure on uh on youtube but i've i've been meaning to play the game but it's one of those i eh. (laughs) probably just looks cooler than it than it plays i don't know yeah um one was of course going back to dc comics uh there was a i think the, the beginning of the most recent Justice League arc, and in during this whole there's a whole, whole apocalypse they have to stop, and, and then and it starts out with uh, Martian Manhunter uh, tur- assuming a form where he can destroy the moon. So he destroys the moon. He destroys it completely because if he didn't, then things would have been a lot worse. Asteroids. So he, so he destroys. So he destroys the moon. He destroys the moon. This is where it was not where it won't be a problem anymore. So um, Superman decides, and Superman goes at the end of the crisis. He goes and repairs the moon. Uh-huh. Naturally, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he repairs the moon. The whole moon's fixed by the end. Of, by the end of the comic, he takes him a whole comic to finish repairing the moon. How? How? <laughs> don't don't question it. <laughs> I don't think super glue is one of Superman's powers. It's like, it's like I guess he's a combination of like super speed heat vision and super strength but no no yeah a lot of suspension of disbelief yeah Uh it's like okay okay i i I know he's you know yes he can you know bench the planet but repairing the moon is just that's just you know yeah much that's weird yeah yeah i mean we kind of left out it uh from it and Stephen King, all that. And yeah, basically it is, it feels almost invincible a lot of times, you know, like because it gets power from uh, people's fears. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very metaphysical kind of like, or very abstract way of getting power. Yeah. So, you know, like it, and of course the more, it stands to reason the more something will hurt you or it looks like it can hurt you the more scared you're going to be and then the more scared you are again that's the more uh, the more powerful it's going to become so it just you know it kind of keeps going and i i think that's i think that makes him pretty op um yeah he just especially with him being able to turn into a giant spider monster or basically just shapeshift into into anything he wants uh no matter how, like, from, like, re- either realistic or completely fictional. Like, he turned to a painting, uh, to, like, yeah. the, 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 the painting that this boy was scared of. That was, that was wild. Yeah. Uh, me and Hannah were talking about, uh, Avatar, um, specifically Avatar Kiyoshi. Okay. Yeah, uh, cause she, yeah, she made an island. <laughs> yeah. 
she like I think she like separated a continent from like another part of the continent with her earthbending and was just like yeah you're gonna go be your own thing yeah yeah um I feel like we should also mention bloodbending oh yeah yeah that just was... as like an overpowered skill yeah okay I'm assuming that's from Avatar but there's yeah. also a character in Mortal Kombat that does that at least I'm assuming it's the same thing how does how does the Mortal Kombat character do it so she like can um, she can take like blood out of other people and turn it into a weapon and stab them with it and stuff. Yeah, and no, it's not. It's it, nothing it's like a lot that, of really. different stuff, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially um, anyone who knows how to do blood bending can essentially just control a human body. I don't know if yeah. it's specifically blood bending, but it's this idea. It's a water bending technique. Yeah, it's this very idea advanced. that like the human body is about seventy percent water, and so if you understand that. Um, you just can control a person. Yeah, it's more of like more of like puppet, more of like puppeteering. Too, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, think she like can also do that, but again, I think it's through blood instead of water. Right. Her name's Scarlet. If you want to look mm-hmm. her up at some point, just some research. I mean, if you're you know blood bending, you're just you know basically just controlling everything that has water, all the water that's in the body. Right. And there's very just, few like, moving it, moving them, like contorting them, and. Yeah, there's very few characters who know how to do it, and and the most most noteworthy one being Katara, but she refuses on principle Mm -hmm. 99.99% of the time. Yeah. So so there is, like, that drawback of, like, it being very invasive and... um, Horrifying. Yeah, yeah, just kind of a terrible thing to do to somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, you get... Yeah. Um, So, yeah, those are some impressive... uh, character feats uh, or some really or, or overpowered abilities that we mentioned. Um, and to, to wrap things up, um, do we prefer like more relatable or realistic characters versus like characters that, you know, are seemingly overpowered? Depends. Yeah, again, it <laughs> depends. I think uh, it ties back to what we talked about at the beginning is it depends on how they do it because if it's just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let's just punch them harder or I can do it with the power of friendship and it's like all that stuff kind of gets overdone and ridiculous and repetitive but I feel like there are ways that you can do it that make it really interesting um, that even let's say that even when you have an overpowered character you can still give them very realistic human struggles and I think that's where it gets interesting I, I feel mm-hmm. like you can still take those characters and make them relatable mm-hmm. yeah yeah I agree yeah, some days. So well, no one yeah. has anything to say. Some days I'm more like I'm gonna watch something outlandishly fantasy sure. or yeah. see somebody go go god mode and you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, um, I, I know, headbutt head a planet. <laughs> but I think <laughs> or, not to not to gush on Avatar too much. Uh, it's only okay. So you're done. Yeah. Um, I think one of the. <laughs> Never. I think one of the things that makes the show so remarkable is you have all these amazingly powerful characters like the Avatar, obviously, but also like Azula is like crazy powerful, but she like loses her mind in the end. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And shut up. And so (laughs) you have these really powerful characters, but they give them very real struggles that aren't necessarily related to their power. And I think that's a really good way of of doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed... um, a lot of people have mentioned is that that's why I think Marvel's done a little better than DC as far mm-hmm. as live action entertainment or yeah, I guess there are the specifically movies. Yeah, they're, or they're, they're the more I guess if you 
if you're if you if you I guess re reading Marvel, you connect to the characters a little more um, because they're mostly just you know advanced humans, or mm -hmm. they have but they have very more, more they have more more human struggles, mm -hmm. and they have more kind of I guess they err on the side of more realism, like ordinary people stuck like given power, not, not yeah. too yeah. much, but a lot. It's but especially true. A lot of power. It's especially true with the X Men. Yeah, um, oh, I think yeah. of what's her name, Rogue. Rogue. Rogue yeah. yeah, and like she's um like incredibly powerful, but it definitely comes across mm -hmm. as more of a curse. Yeah, um, yeah. and she just kind of wants to be rid of the power at the end of the day. I mean, if so she was very... evil, then her power would be perfect. Right, oh, yeah, right, yeah. but she she has to like fight this battle uh, inside her with all yeah. that. So yeah, what? Um, and building like, <laughs> and building a. Like you have the teams like you know Avengers, you know that oh you have most you know majority of those characters and the characters in on the team are you know human you know, slightly more, more than human. Of course, you have mm -hmm. Hulk and Thor, who just who are your right. you know who are your, your game changers, but yeah, heavy hitters. Yeah, heavy hitters, tanks. But uh, of course, you need tanks. But it does help round out teams to better having everybody that's you know OP or who can you know. Repair the moon, race to go around, go around the world and back, uh, yeah. or you know, fly or well, like fly to the sun and back. You know, and I think maybe that's why one of, in my opinion, one of the best pieces of DC media to come out ever was the Teen Titans show back in two thousand five, um, mm -hmm. because like they had really human struggles, like they struggled with self image and and things that like normal teenagers would struggle with. Um, you know, feeling inferior and insecure and, and things like that. And I think that's what made that show in particular really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring some humanism, some humanist, mm -hmm. humanism in the show. Yeah. Humanity. Humanity, yeah. There Bring you go. <laughs> that's, that's a better way to say that. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we, I guess we all, so we all want, you know, our fair share of fantasy. We also want some, like some realism, especially, yeah. I think more so nowadays because we want to be able to connect to or yeah, watch it. We want to relate to characters. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and not to get too like political right now, but like as it, I feel like it actually kind of relates back to people of color specifically feeling like they need to be represented in the media better. Mm -hmm. And like having someone that you're like, I understand this person and their struggles. Like that's a really important thing that I feel like yeah. white folk take for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like they're they're very closely connected. Being needing to be able to relate to people. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen a lot more representation in like in so many forms of media. Um, even it goes back to even the small to the small things of like having a character that was you know uh, as equally powerful as some of the white white characters, or having like a character that you could imagine yourself as like Spider Man. He was someone that he wore a mask, so you didn't see mm -hmm. him. And the pan, and you see, and when you're reading it, you don't see him, his body, or his coat. You don't see the color of his skin the whole time. Right. You can, so you can picture yourself as him, mm -hmm. which I think helped a lot of help help bridge the gap or make him really popular. Probably why he's like the top, the number three hero today. What? Who's number yeah. one? I probably Batman. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. 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 Later. But that, um, I think that wraps up our show for today. Um, this has been another episode of Nerd Variety Podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. What is going on next week? So next week is our season finale. Season two finale. We will be wrapping up season two. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And uh, to do that, I this has been a weird year. So uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of stuff has been delayed, obviously, or just canceled. Mm -hmm. So instead of kind of wrapping up what we got this year and uh, seeing what's happened, uh, we may we can do some of that. We, we may do some of that. But uh, I also just kind of want to do a sort of what are you what stuff are you watching? Maybe if you're playing games, what are you playing? Uh I, I also had in to, there listening to. Yeah, like, I will so try to not ramble about how much I've been enjoying getting get back into K-pop recently. I, I knew you were going <laughs> to say K-pop as soon as you started that sentence. But yeah. Um, My love so yeah, has been what, revitalized. What you've been enjoying lately. So we'll yeah. talk about that next time. Yep. And that's be next week's episode. Until then, be safe, everyone. Support each other. Be friendly. And each other. Yes. Uh. <laughs> All right. But also, nerd out. Bye. Yep. <laughs>